Hello, welcome back to Garden State of Mind. Time's yours, our Eagles episode number seven. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? Pretty good, Johnny Cakes. Can I get in there? Yeah, me too. Um, how did we fare out this weekend on our, our bets? Uh, you uh, you had a winning record. You were four and three. I also yeah. had four... I also had four wins. So we were both four and three. However, let, let's well, no. talk about those wins. I wasn't four and three. I just had four wins. Oh, oh. what were you four and what? <laughs> I was four and seven. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why so many bets? I don't remember you making that many bets on the podcast. Yeah, I did. Well, oh I'm, I don't know. I'm honest when I say things. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> all right, so I've, I'm definitely staying ahead of you. Four and three, all right, that's a winning record. I'll take that. You're at 47%, and so you bumped up three percentage points, and I only lost one percentage point. I'm 41% for the year. Okay. And I'm sorry, so you're at 41, and where am I? 47. Wow. I heard um, – Oh God damn it! I heard Lombardi say today. He said, "If you're if you're at sixty percent, you're a genius." That's what oh, he yeah. said today. So I'm only thirteen points off. Genius status. Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about two of my victories. By the way, let's talk about first one. And I don't even think I I there was no way I, I envisioned it turning out this way. But the Chargers just pounding the Packers. Like, I knew that it was going to be a, a little tough going for the Packers, but I still thought they were going to win. I mean, not only a cover, but an outright win for the Chargers. That, that was fucking atrocity that Green Bay put on. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I only saw it on the red zone. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, you called that one. As soon as I jump on board, they that's their performance. <laughs> well... I told you they were due. They were due for a letdown, and and Roger said it. He said something to that effect in their, in the post game conference that, you know, he's like we were reading the headlines a little bit, maybe. Um, he's like we gotta get some shit in order. I mean, as long as they don't fall apart, they'll be fine. But if if it starts to be this thing where him and Lafleur, are pissed at each other, because he's changing plays or whatever, then that could be a problem. But. No, I don't know. The Chargers just dominated them. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, they're fucking in Rodgers' face all day. There wasn't well, much he could do. You know, it's a Chargers team that, you know, I decided to give up on basically last week or most of this season after, I don't know, 30 years of kind of liking them. And I just had enough. And, you know, that's the Chargers team that we always expect to see, but we don't. We see the one that loses to the Bears. Or no, they beat the Bears. They beat the Bears. They beat by the Bears, point. but you know, no, I lose... mean, that was barely a win. But yeah, right. they did it. Barely a win. They lose to the Titans. You know, in the division, I don't think they've won a division game. It feels like in a decade. And <laughs> you know, the that's a Chargers team we're expecting, even with their injuries. It never happens, but then they do. And then the home field. You know, I'm guessing there was still a bunch of Packers fans there, but that didn't matter the way it did when when the Steelers were in town. Uh, I, it's just it's 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 too much. I don't know. This year, it's just too much. The transitive property of the NFL, you know, it it really you can't depend on it. But it's just blowing my mind this year. Yeah, it's it's really strange. I I agree. I think and honestly, what I texted to you yesterday is the Chargers have as good a shot as anybody, and they really do at making the playoffs. They're only I think one win away from the wild card slot. Right. Which is really crazy when you think about just the way that they've looked this year. That that fucking loss to Tennessee where I guess uh was that Melvin Gordon fumbled at the goal line. That that was that debacle where they were on like the one for eight minutes in the final uh, the final eight minutes of the fourth quarter and couldn't fucking score to, to win the game. So But the, the <clears throat> back to Rogers for a second or that comment. Yeah. It's an amazing thing to say as a professional athlete. This is your only job in the world. And as a veteran athlete, you should know by now, like you should be speaking up all week about, hey, guys, 
let's not overlook this one. I mean, reading your headlines in this day and age, I, what, what is wrong with football players where everything up and down every fucking week? I mean, instead of looking at lines, I, I need like a, a local psychologist that's in each city to give me some fucking insights. I just think half of them are head cases and you should just go in knowing that. Every right. you know every home team won this week except for the Giants and then don't count the London game. Every home right. team. That's really odd. Um, it is. And you know, I don't I a lot of times when I'm making my picks, I will mix it up a little bit cuz I never want to be all home, all away, all favorites. I hate that. And yes. yet this this weekend it paid off for you. Um, now I'm not talking about the lines. I'm talking about straight up. Uh, all right. So even more importantly than picking the Chargers, because although that was genius, how about the the Ravens over the Patriots? Oh wow, you're so so proud. <laughs> oh, I, of course I am. I called that one. I, there wasn't even an ounce of hesitation. I put nah. an 11 spot on the Ravens in the Pick'em League. I saw that. It didn't help me. But I, I threw 11 on that win right there yeah, out of you 13. Know, I, I mean, so aside from your genius, was this the <laughs> – is this that Patriots game that they lose every year and then everyone was like, oh, the Patriots suck, and then they just go on to the next Super Bowl? I mean, I that's, don't think that – I don't think that anyone's going to say the Patriots suck. I think what – you know, you I'm sure that you were watching the, the same thing I was when they showed the, the upcoming schedule for the Patriots – it does get a little tougher. So, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't win every one of the games from now till the end of the season, but they do have some tough opponents ahead. So, you know, it should be a little bit more difficult for them. But again, this is when the Patriots play their best, usually, uh, when it starts to get a little bit colder. Um, the, the most significant, uh, the, the biggest loss that I think we all remember, I want to say was the 2016 season where it was a primetime game and the Chiefs just destroyed the Patriots, just, you know, just massacred them. Oh, well, that Remember, was, was the that beginning s- of the season. That was, the, right. that was like game one, yeah. Was that 16 or 17? It was – it might have been 17. That was because uh, that was the last time I think Kareem Hunt was with the team, if I'm not mistaken. And, ev- and it's just – yeah, then everyone, all right, here's the formula. This is the beginning of the end, you know – on and on and on. I can't, you know. So this, this, the Ravens game. This could be the game this year. What was the game last year? There's always moments where we're like, actually, the whole last season because they were basically. Oh well, I'll tell you what it was last year. Okay. It was it was the Dolphins. That's <laughs> when they lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, that, that crazy yeah, the win. Punt return or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, we always, everyone gets so excited. We all always want, we're all sick of the Patriots. We all want them to lose. And you know, that was the, that was the totality of my bet was I'm just not going to bet against them until like, it's absolutely necessary until, you know, they're getting beaten two, three, four weeks in a row. And then the trend is over, <laughs> but uh, I wanted be- to pick the spot, but that being said, all right. So now, you know, you made the great pick. You knew it. Let's fast forward to January. Same two teams. I don't care where you want them to meet. It's probably going to be New England, but let's let's say it's Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the story then? Same thing? Mm, no, I mean, normally you would have to say the Patriots. I, I, you know, I can't predict that line at this point if these two teams meet again. You know, I mean, you'd be a dummy to say, well, I think the Ravens are going to win, but... Look, if the Ravens finish the season strong and 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 blow through the playoffs and then they face up against the Patriots, I don't know that it's 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 a it's that lopsided in the Patriots' favor. You know, I I still think that looking at what I saw last night, I have to imagine Belichick's going to be thinking about Lamar Jackson from now until January or whenever it is he's, you know, going to wind up facing him again. And he's going to figure out how to stop him, how to well, stop him, how to stop Ingram. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's fine. But I learned my lesson last year. I'm just not betting against the Patriots, especially in the playoffs. Well, I guess that gives us a little sneak preview of your pick for their game against the Eagles 
on November 17th. It certainly does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I like Belichick coming off a loss, a tough loss against the Ravens, a uh, conference rival, and uh, and then a bye. That That's scary to me. Yes. I am much more scared than I was last week. I don't know why, but yeah. Oh, it's probably because you – as these weeks go by, the receiver situation just gets worse and worse. This little glimmer of hope that we had of Jackson coming back. I don't know why any of us thought that Jackson was going to be around for more than five minutes. Because I knew that his little brittle body was just that groin was going to tear in half, which is probably what happened after he ran one play or two plays. He's done for the year. Well, speaking point. of great predictions, I, I was... Mm. I was kind of discussing this with you on episode 55, and you were, you know, a little more in the Deshaun camp. Of, oh, he'll be fine, or yeah, you know, I, I did was, think so I, back then. I was overblowing it, but yeah, this is the guy. I mean, there's always something. Usually, it's something broken. Uh, I'm really annoyed by an abdominal muscle with him. I don't know why. I know he probably can't help. You know, he can't be limber enough. There's not like he's not in shape, but it just, it just annoys me that that's the injury. that's going to bring him down. I feel like it's all, I, I feel like I have to blame him a little bit somehow. You can't control your groin. <laughs> that's, that's a clippable line right there. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. I just think that he should have gotten surgery a month and a half ago. If the, if it was on the table, it sounded like he was electing to not do that. And now he has to, well, yeah, and it also sounds, but it does sound like surgery is not always the absolute option. Um, Except but, for right now, six weeks well, later. I I guess because since he did try try to play on it, it didn't work. But then again, if he would, if he felt fine, why <laughs> was he even playing and practicing this week? On a right, I mean, what what the fuck? It's not like. I don't know. I, I It's not like he made some crazy play where he cut across the field and, you know, quick stops and was pivoting. I, I mean, it was he made one he had one catch. It looked, you know, fairly average. And then I guess maybe he was around for another play or two. And then that was it. You know, back to the locker room, they said to check his equipment. I didn't realize they were uh, equipment was his balls or his <laughs> groin. But that's what they were checking out, and then he came back out. He was just on the sidelines, and you know, at that point, you knew, oh, J- Jackson's done. I figured he was probably done for another couple weeks at least. I didn't realize it was going to be the rest of the season, leaving us with zero downfield threats. We have no downfield threat now. No, no, of course we don't. And I, this is the same injury he did in Atlanta. I think it was just, you know. It was just like warming up. He heard this thing, and <laughs> yeah, it, that's right. That was when him and Jeffrey were both on the sidelines. I think Jeffrey played. They both played for like one or two downs, and then they were on the sidelines, right? And that was it. Maybe pregame, they were both whispering to uh, Josina Anderson their inside scoops on the Eagles. <laughs> I and, don't know, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I was going back and forth tonight with the with the Sixers and the Monday night game. But uh, I, I was on the Monday Night Game long enough to see Golden Tate have a one-handed catch going yeah. towards the end zone. That was fun. Sure. Yeah, that got called back, by the way. Well, he caught the ball. Yeah, he caught the ball. It was a holding holding penalty um, or, or some illegal formation. This was, but, a guy, um, this was a guy that we couldn't fit into our offense last year. No. You know – that well, we just Mike we just Groh. we just we basically let him go for Aguilar or instead of or whatever. You know, I guess that was well, a little loyalty thing or keep keep one of our champs thing. Like, you know, it's still it would have been a no brainer even last. I don't know. I, I was kind of fine with it at the time because I don't know, man. Well, I have to say this. Uh, look, I've been on record defending Aguilar this season. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to trash him. I'm just, I'm done supporting him. He's, he's just not a very good receiver. 
he certainly has speed, but what's it good for unless you're handing him the ball in the backfield and letting him, you know, put, throwing him on some end around. I don't really know what else he's useful for. He, he could get open, but he can't catch the ball. No, he doesn't fight. He doesn't fight for balls. He doesn't dive. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to call him, you know, a pussy. Why not? But he's pretty fucking close. You're not diving. <laughs> he is. You're not trying on this team. You're not diving for balls. Why? I mean, what? Because you're confident. Maybe it's like the back to the psychology. He knows he's the only option. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what these fucking guys are thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, he's got. No, I've been interrupting you for something stupid. Go ahead. No, nah, it's just, you know, uh, now Je Jeffrey did like, I don't know, the instant aging. Like he's like, I know he looks he's like he's done. 70 years old and he can't he's catch a ball anymore. Done. I would take Jerry Rice right now over Alshon Jeffrey. How's did how's Des Bryant? Did he recover from his Achilles yet? Can we get him in here? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm wondering why we didn't. Go after Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, sure. I, I well, mean, he, the, the Seahawks picked him up. So the Seahawks now have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Josh Gordon. The Eagles have – and anybody that the Eagles have is less than the third best guy on Seattle's receiving core. Yes. That's – That's sad. That's what I meant to do all day. Look up the draft results from this year. Just to drive myself crazy. It will drive you crazy. But this, here's the other. This, here's this here's is the after one a thing. Win, by the way, we're complaining like this. Yeah, this is after a win. Well, yeah, it's like a. It's like it's it's a it's it's like Andy Reid territory. Every win is a burden now, because all you all we're doing is ruining our draft position. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we maybe we win. We can only win the division. You know, then at that point, you and I are still true believers. We still think they'll win the playoff home game. But I think. I don't know about with this squad. I am definitely going to give Howie credit for not doing anything because he knows what we won't admit that this team, there's no reason to even mortgage any, any type of future on this team this season. And fuck that bullshit of. All you need to do is get into the tournament. And number one, fuck the people that say it's a tournament. It's the playoffs. Yeah, don't call it a tournament. But you, you hear all these guys say you just got to get into the tournament. Number one, fuck that. Number two, no. I, I don't care. I don't care that this team was another Alshon Jeffrey catch drop away from making it to the conference finals last year. I don't care. Um, this this team, we know this team isn't good. We know this team can't do anything this year. You know, I at the trade deadline, Howie just basically just executed us or executed the team. Just put us out of our misery. We weren't aware enough to realize it. It's going to be a slow death, unfortunately. It's not really putting us out of our misery. We have many more weeks to go. Many more wins, be unfortunately. We do. Now, I'm going to say that I don't think any of those wins are going to come in the next three weeks. I, I really don't think so. So we have so we have a bye week coming up, which is great. They could use the rest. Then we face the Patriots. And then if I'm not mistaken, we face the Seahawks. Am I right about that? Patriots and Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. So Patriots, uh, actually let's let's go to the Seahawks first cuz I don't really think it matters what happens against the Patriots. Look, we're not stopping Russell Wilson. So the only way to win that game is to outscore them. <laughs> That's not going to happen. We don't score very many points unless we're playing, I, I don't know, against the Bills we score a lot of points. And I guess against the Redskins. And then that's it. We're not going to put up enough points. The Seahawks are – Russ Wilson had four touchdowns yesterday. No, no – well, I told I I was I was definitely more worried about the Seahawks than I was about the Patriots. I I, I guess right now it's a, they both look like losses to me. Yes, there are they are the losses. Only, 
The only thing you can do, I would say the Seahawks are more dangerous than the Patriots right now. Only because I don't think that Brady's playing at the level that Russ Wilson's playing at. Now, you have a better coach there in New England, of course. Um, and you have a better defense. But the Eagles can't take advantage of a bad defense. No, unless you, unless they just do, they just really stick to the run. Yeah. Do lots of uh, 12 personnel. Just, you know, just Goddard and Ertz. There's your catch, you know, your, your, your playmakers. You know, Jeffrey has a half a decoy out there or something. And just grind it out, grind it out. And, you know, maybe run some plays, some sort of more optiony type plays that Lamar Jackson was doing last night for Wentz. Can we trade Wentz for Lamar Jackson straight up right now? Why? I'm just kidding. I'm oh. saying to beat the Patriots. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No, I think for the game plan, I mean, I honestly, I would like to see them run Wentz a little bit more. Um no, I think you have to run Jordan Howard. You got to punch him in the mouth. You got to do exactly the same thing that the Ravens did last night. They're the only team that's beaten the the Patriots. They're the only team that's put up points against the defense, and a large number of points. Thirty-seven. Yeah. That, that's that's I mean, that, that's far and away. Yeah, the most scored on them all year. Oh yeah, I think they were averaging like they gave up nine. They didn't give up a touchdown for like several games. Can I yeah. – uh, would you like to hear some draft results from 2019? Yeah. In uh, the second round with the 57th pick, the Eagles selected J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Arcega-Whiteside, yeah. Arcega-Whiteside, wide receiver from Stanford. How's he doing? Well, I don't care how he's doing. Uh, but five picks later – the Cardinals picked Andy Isabella, who basically outran the whole Niners team the other night, right? For a 90-yard yes. touchdown from he UMass. Did. Two yeah. picks after Andy Isabella, and this will be the thorn forever. From Old Miss, wide receiver, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I knew it was Metcalf. That is just a torturous, torturous pick to have. Yeah. How, how hard is it to realize you – what what receiver can get on the field or not? How hard is it to figure this out and draft? I don't know. I mean, I have not tried to predict. You know, I, I've not tried to predict, like, what receivers are going to be a hit in the NFL. I've never tried that before. I say this year at the draft, let's you and I predict what players are going to be a hit in the NFL. And then next year we'll be able to talk about it and, and comment on our failures or our successes, because I do want to know how difficult it is. The, the thing is, there are scouts who are watching these guys. I don't get the chance to watch these guys. We're really just going to be going off of film. I, well, I mean, I'm still not, not watching college football other than Alabama. Uh, but oh, I'll no? You, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I'm watching a game here and there, or a quarter here and there, or something, or, you know, a bar TV or whatever. But yeah. Um, uh, I I would I would do whatever it takes to get any of the Alabama receivers, any of them. I don't care what we had to do. Somehow next season, next draft. Well, I don't know. Are there any that are going to drop to the second round, or are they all first rounders? We don't have a first round pick. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess we will. Where are we going to wind up? That's the problem. Well, how many wins now? We're going to have. We're going to be eight and eight, right? We have five wins. Oh, eight and eight. Well, hang on a second. Uh, shoot. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's hold on. Hold on a second. Next... Let's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's go through the schedule again. We haven't done this yet this Garden year. Garden State of Mind staple. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> it's schedule time. Schedule time. Uh, <laughs> schedule time for Garden State of Mind. So. It's a it's a schedule and an outcome that changes every week. By the way, you never was, know what you're gonna get. I was searching for my Deshaun Jackson uh, always injured take, and I found <laughs> it in episode 55 of Garden State of Mind. And 
I only had to search like two episodes, but still, listening to us talk about the season back then, oh boy, we were pretty optimistic. High hopes. High hopes, indeed. So here we go. Garth State of Mindies. Stadies. Schedule okay. time. Johnny Cakes. Eagles are fighting. Bl- yeah, we can blaze through the end of November. There's two losses coming. Okay. Right. Eagles are five so- and four right now. They will be five and seven when Seattle leaves. Five and six. Now. Five and six. Five and five six. and six. Thank so, you. I'm sorry. Right. That's all right. Simple math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we face the Dolphins of Miami. I'm not right. worried about the heat on December 1st, so 6-6. Six and six. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. I don't think Fitzpatrick is going to disassemble us. Okay. I, I just don't. All right. Then we have the Giants come to town. I, the, we're not losing to the Giants on December 9th. It's a night game. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's a Monday night game, as a matter of fact. Eagles win. Okay. I think Doug's good on in prime time, except for against Dallas a couple weeks ago. All right, so at that point, then we are seven uh, and six. What did I say? Seven and six. Thank you. Eagles Redskins December fifteenth in Washington. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that one? Eight and six. <laughs> it's hard not to say eight and six, isn't it? It it is. All right, so let's say it's fine. Eight and six is what we feel. December 22nd, 4.25 p.m., nice Sunday afternoon game. Cowboys come to town. Cowturds. Cowgirls. That's probably the late game, right? The, the it is. It's 4, 4.25. So that's, that, that's really the prime spot on Sunday. So we're 8-6? and six? Is that what we just said? We are 8-6. and six. What's Dallas's record at the same time? Oh, damn. Um, shit. Hang on a second. So we're eight. We're eight and six at that point. Um, what is Dallas right see. now? They're uh, they're, they're five and three. They're five and three. They have Minnesota next week, Sunday night at home. Right. So um, six and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his? You know what? No Thielen, right? So the Vikings have no Thielen, I think, for that game. And we After know Cousins that went, Cousins crumbles yeah. under the lights. He he had the ball after the Chiefs tied the game and went three and out. And that's when I'm I'm back to my anti-Cousins stance. Another and that's another viewpoint to flip flops. Like our outlook on the Eagles' schedule, your outlook on Cousins seems to shift week by week. It 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 hasn't really shifted. It's always just been there. I just had to begrudgingly accept his his great stats for a month. But you know, Stephon Diggs had one catch for four yards yesterday that's against insane. the Chiefs. That's insane. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a guy that torched us for fucking like two hundred yards and three touchdowns. He had one catch against the Chiefs. Fuck They're not, not exactly known for their defense. Fuck not having feeling, right? Put put Diggs on the Eagles right now. And does he only have one catch? No, no, I I wouldn't think so. I, is there anybody that can really shadow Diggs to the point where you can hold him to one catch? No way. You know, I mean, that just tells me Cousins wasn't looking for him. Even Kyle Rudolph, I'm blaming on Cousins. How did this guy just fall off the face of the earth? Yeah, I don't know. So How old's Rudolph? We're going to talk about feeling, you know, being out of the game. Was he at, officially was he off the field? In the fourth quarter, yeah, he was at right. he was out of the game. Yeah, got, I forget when he exited. I want to say it was halftime, maybe second quarter. Yeah, I mean, you, you just can't go three and out there. Kirk Cousins with ten zillion yards in the past four weeks. Give me fucking break. Thirty million and thirty million this year. No, well, I don't care about his money. Whatever, get, get, get that money. It's fine. But so oh, he, no, I don't begrudge him, man. I'm just saying, he's yeah, that's a, a lot of money. Yeah, so what? Right? You know. It, it all comes under the cap. It'll probably end up being a bargain next season. So the, so Dallas wins that game, right? Dallas will be six and three I, next week. I have to say that Dallas probably wins. Yeah, so six and three. Then, then Dallas the goes to Detroit. That should be a win. Seven and three. seven and three. Dallas goes to New England. Yeah, seven and four. Seven and four. Home for the Bills. Thanksgiving. 
I'm stuck here. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, Let's get in the way. All right. Yeah, no, eight and those four. Those have no offense. Eight and five. Okay. Or oh, it's eight and five. Where, I forget okay. what the schedule was. <laughs> no, yeah, eight, it's, it's it's it's. Wait, 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 wait. Our schedule? Yeah, we were at eight and six. Hold on. Let's go back here. So we have them beating the Vikings. <laughs> this is the best part of the schedule. When you forget the picks, forget the number, forget the wins and losses. Somebody grab a pen, uh, pen and paper. Here. I need an advocate. What Dallas tonight is five and three, correct? Or That's six? Right. So, no, they're they're five and three. All right. Five and three. Minnesota six and three. Detroit seven and three. New England seven and four. Now that's where we are. Seven and four with Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Eight and four. Yes. I. You know. I gotta say. I think we might be jumping ahead of ourselves, giving them that automatic win against the Bills. That's a team that they will. They could lose to. It. Of course it is. But I, let's not go crazy. Okay. All right. Eight and four. Uh, yeah, Cowboys at, at Chicago. Yeah. Is this where Chicago? Well, Chicago's out of it at this point. Yeah. At that point. All right. Nine and four. Nine and four. Home for the Rams. Uh, they lose. Nine and five. So they're nine and five going in, going to Philly. And we're eight and six at that point, right? So this game will be for the division. Even after all this, and with that extra win, you perhaps we give them a home for Buffalo. We're eight and six. They're nine and five. Sunday, late afternoon, week 16. What's happening? Eagles win. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I've known you a long because time. Because it's going to be cold. Because it's going to be cold. You're very funny. That's one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> what well, is, so the, the thing is, <laughs> that's what I said, because it's going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really no – it's hard for me to make the case that the Eagles win that game. Um, you know, obviously, look, if if the Eagles beat either the Patriots or the Seahawks – I have a much different outlook about their chances of beating the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I would. Sure. What's more likely is we lose to the Cowboys, and let's just say let's just say the Cowboys lost to the Bills, right? Then we lose to the Cowboys at home, and then somehow the Cowboys lose in like Week 17, wherever they're playing. To the Skins. We're playing the Skins in Week 17, right? I know we're playing Giants. Yeah, we play the gonna, Giants. They're gonna lose to the Skins at home. No, that'll be no way. That'll be how we back into the division. Then we'll beat the Giants in New York. That'll be the crazy fucked up way the Eagles make the playoffs. If if the Redskins beat the Cowboys on December 29th, I will I will beat my kid with a switch. If Adrian Peterson beats the Cowboys on the 29th of December. Now that is a wonderful homage that you're going to uh, partake in. <laughs> to, to, to Adrian Peterson. That's very um, exciting. Obviously, I would, <laughs> I would never do it. Let me, let's just clear that up right now. My, my daughter is the love of my life. I would never do such a thing. But um, <laughs> I have to clarify that. It was just relevant. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we lose out to the Cowboys, you know, in the playoff race. We don't have to worry about a postseason. Thank God. But, hey, I'm still going to, you know, root for the Eagles to beat the Patriots because that would be fun. There's no point in rooting (laughs) for them to beat the Seahawks. It's just not going to happen. We don't beat Russ Wilson here. No. We never do. Yeah, there's just no. Yeah, there's no chance. Fucking, I'd rather have t- at least Tampa Bay has. Oh my god, can you imagine those receivers for Carson? Oh, if he had Godwin and and Mike Evans. Oh my god. And yeah, no, I mean I can't. I I don't know what that looks like. There were Who has Carson ever had that's really been all world receiver. Yeah, no, but well, I mean, hey, listen, Jeffrey had Jeffrey. a nice Super Bowl season. Torrey Smith had a nice Super Bowl season. Yeah, 
hurts. Uh, but he, you know what? If you want, if you want to fast forward to crazy towns for the next two weeks, the worst part about this Patriots loss is, is that 13 days from now, by the time we get to kickoff, the Delaware Valley is going to convince itself that Nick Foles beat the Patriots. Why can't Carson? Why won't Carson? If Carson doesn't <laughs> beat the Patriots in two weeks, it's really going to be it, – it, it, it's almost an unwinnable argument at that point. Like, then it's, then it's like you're given – the dummies are going to have lots of ammunition. Well, here – hold on. Let me add to your narrative. Okay. Foles is coming back next weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if he goes like 2-0 and over the next two games, oh. right? Just just blows the other teams out of the water, you know, tosses like three touchdowns in each game. Hold on. I mean, if, if, if Wentz doesn't beat the Patriots, it's, it's going to be lights out. Back. Everyone's going to be up in arms. Yeah. Back to the schedule. The Jaguars are on their bye week. They are playing at Indianapolis. Is a is a Brissett out? So Brissett is hurt. I saw an MCL sprain. I thought. Okay, so he could be back. He um, could be back. But nonetheless, a very winnable game for the Jaguars in Indy. Then the Jaguars go to Tennessee. I can't remember. I feel like they have their number. Division-wise, I'm not. I can't remember, but yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. That that will be. Nick Foles has a great chance of being two and zero by the time the Eagles and Carson Wentz suit up to play the Patriots. He he does. I mean, it's possible. Or the um, but no, wait. You said that they're on a bye. The Jags. Yeah, we're we're all. It's this week. We're all on the same bye. Got it. All right. So he comes back. All right. So he comes back and plays. And he's playing the Colts the same day the Eagles play the Patriots. Yeah. That could be a tough game for Foles, actually. The Colts, for some reason, they're a pain in everyone's ass. But it's like – but, I mean, right now we know that narrative is stupid, right? Like, but the problem is it's, it's, it's going to take on such a life of its own. It's – oh, my God, here you go. Right? You got this? Check this out. The, the great movie Philadelphia, named after our, our favorite town, right? When uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, um, Antonio when, Banderas, of course, yeah, that's good, nice pronunciation. When you like that, <laughs> when the judge, when the judge, um, who was the guard that got his face eaten off by Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> when he says. That this courtroom doesn't doesn't see race, doesn't see creed, doesn't see color, doesn't see doesn't see dumb Nick Foles narratives. Well, that's when Denzel Washington's going to speak up and say, "Well, all due respect, Your Honor, we don't live in this courtroom now, do we?" And there's your narrative. That that Nick Foles hysteria when Wentz doesn't beat the Patriots, but Nick Foles did. We are going to have to live with this forever, really, because. There's a great chance that, that we never play the Patriots again with, with Tom Brady. Right. Yeah, you're right. The two greatest narratives or the two largest narratives that will be going on after we lose to the Patriots and, and then for the rest of the season are we should have kept Foles. <laughs> we should have kept Foles and got rid of Wentz. Mm -hmm. And ever since Frank Reich left, there's been zero offense in mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, even though Foles – and the Eagles made it to, well, I guess it was the divisional round last year, but, um, you know, and we're a few plays away from potentially beating the Saints. I think there was some offense last year, if I'm remembering correctly. I think we were up, what were we up, 17 nothing on the Saints? It was something around there. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, something, something like yeah. that, whatever. You know, I mean, either way, it's not like offense completely disappeared from town. I think receivers disappeared from town, and I think that that's helping to kill our offense. We don't have anybody reliable. No Corey Clement. I think that that's made a difference this year. I really do. Yeah, it, it has. We need an offensive coordinator. That needs to be one of our biggest offseason yeah. moves. You don't like Mike Groh? No. 
No, not anymore. He's not through uh, whatever this is, 20 games. Well, I hope Jordan Howard's ready to put this team on his back because I think that's what needs to happen. He needs to rush for like 120, 130 yards a week when and the... make them painful yards for defensive mm-hmm. lines. When's the last time? This is an Eagles win we're talking about, by the way. When is when is the last Eagles 100-yard rusher? Have we had one? Like in the past? You mean, what, what do you mean? Just getting 100 Just yards, in a, in rushing a, yards. In a game? In a game. Well, in a single game. <laughs> Has that uh, I thought that. I thought Jordan Howard just did it. Did he? I I thought that he did. I don't know. I was, so, I was, com- positive. I was completely zoned out watching the games on the, yesterday. Yeah. Um. Jordan Howard. Oh no, he didn't. He had 82 yards. Oh my God. See? I don't know. Uh. Was it? Did Jay Ajayi ever get 100 yards? I don't got it. I, I don't think so. Uh, Deuce Staley? Are we going back to Deuce? Who? <laughs> well, we know DeMarco Murray never did. <laughs> yeah, he... he it could he be Herschel. Maybe it's Herschel Walker. Uh, Wilbert Montgomery? <laughs> he definitely did. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to search this. I did. I looked up 100-yard rushers, and it, it doesn't help. Um... I don't know. I guess it would have been Westbrook. <laughs> Can it really be that? Can it really be? <laughs> we, I mean, we've been a pass first offense since Doug got to town and, and certainly when, when Kelly was here, right? I mean, we let go of Shady while Chip Kelly was here. Who was our running back after you know we got You're rid right. of Shady? McCoy, McCoy must have had a hundred yard rushing. Against yeah, the I mean, maybe in the snow or something yeah. or that, that throwback game. That was yeah, that would have been it. It was shady. Yeah. It was probably okay. that can't, but that can't be the last one. But it feels like it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't remember that many hundred yard rushing games. We've been, we've been running with this running back by committee for some time now. Kind Even of in Super Bowl season, I mean, it was you know Ajayi and Corey Clement and Sproles and. Uh, fuck, who, who else? Uh, Adams? I, I can't remember who was there. That's another blind spot. When you look at, like, the Steelers, that all they draft are great, great receivers, or, like, the Eagles, they drafted McCoy, and, you know, maybe Sanders now, but what what running back have they drafted? What receiver have they drafted? Like, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been nobody. It's, you know, Aguilar like... white side. They... they you know, they traded for Ricky Waters. They traded for Herschel Walker. They, you know, they tried to keep buyers. I mean, if you want to, like, really go crazy. You know, God. there's, like, you know, it's all it's all a bunch of, uh, you know, Heath Shermans and Deuce Staley. I know we love them now. Wait, but... I loved – I liked Deuce back in the day. You didn't like Deuce? Yeah, but Deuce is never – you know, I, I want the running back that's going to be on the cover of a video game. Right? You know – I don't. I don't. I'm tired of just nice running backs, nice receivers. Well, I liked Westbrook. I thought Westbrook was a player. Well, sure. I love Westbrook, of course. But I mean, and he was he I was know. he was good for that time. But I mean, you know, then we're in a division. We're watching Emmett Smith run overs for you know ten years. Yeah. Fucking. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, we've. Ne- I don't remember. We've never had that running back right i mean not not in recent history like mccoy i guess i guess mccoy god what were his uh what were his stats man did he ever have like 1500 yards hmm maybe maybe close but i mean listen i you know he he was he could catch the ball occasionally uh, Westbrook is definitely the back I would prefer, you know, a catching back and you could run it. But then again, it'd be nice to have like a faster guy, a little, a bigger guy, you know, a real running back. Well, and hold on. So, uh, McCoy, 2010, 
1,080 yards, 2011, 1309, 2012, only 840. He must have got hurt. 2013, 1,600 yards. 2014, mm. 1,300 yards. 2016 in Buffalo, 1,267. 2017 in Buffalo, 1,138. He's had some good seasons, McCoy. He had a lot of fucking rubber left on those tires when Chip Kelly sent him to Buffalo. Right, but you know, I mean, that's not. If we kept him, that's not that's not doing anything for us right now. No, of course not. And that's um, it's not doing anything for Kansas City either. No, and they have him right now. I don't know, man. I don't know. What a tangent. What an interesting tangent this was. I guess. I mean, it's not our fault. There's no... (laughs) There's no offensive firepower to talk about. How fucking hard is it to just... I mean... (laughs) I don't know. You know, linemen are fun. I get it. We can't even trade linebackers. You know, forget about defensive backs. Jesus, God. Well, you know what's funny? Look at... uh, We could sit here and complain all we want. Look at the Browns. They have ODB, they have Jarvis Landry, they have Nick Chubb. Now Baker Mayfield is whatever he is. But just look at those three that I mentioned, and they can't fucking win a game. (laughs) They can't do anything. So it doesn't necessarily matter, right? You know, the Eagles, if they've done one thing right, it's typically they have drafted linemen correctly. They don't draft linebackers. But they've drafted linemen correctly, so they've always made sure that they won that battle at the line of scrimmage, and then everything kind of stems from there. Now we obviously have a good quarterback, and we've typically had good quarterbacks for the most part, you know, in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're just they – don't, they don't hit on big offensive weapons. They really don't. I guess McCoy would have been the last big hit, right? In the draft? Yeah, offensively for sure. Well, yeah, Carson Wentz, but... Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, outside of the quarterback position, I mean. You know, like yeah, yeah. I was talking about running backs receivers. Yeah, there's, yeah that's it. Yeah, it would be McCoy. And that, God damn, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long-ass time ago. So, yeah, I don't know what to say, man. It's so not our only problem. We have a shitty defense. We do. We do, and then and if there was ever a game where uh, you would just want to keep running the ball to keep that defense off the field, it would have been yesterday. That didn't happen in the second half. Somehow, the, sure the Bears was there. You know, the Bears were actually pushing in the second half, which was a miracle. Well, Doug said they were taking the run away. That's what he said today in his press conference. Did he? <laughs> they, yeah. They were taking the wrong way. I mean, I I don't know. I forgot to see how many uh, carries Jordan Howard had yesterday. But, um, you know, he, he said that they, they took the run away. So, okay. If that's the case, that's the case. He had 19 carries. So that that's a decent amount for, for Doug to give to Jordan Howard. I guess. Again, we're, you know, we're, we're discussing, you know, we might as well discuss the Browns. We might as well discuss other teams that their season is over or their season's meaningless. Yeah, but what's worse is the Eagles are going to keep us hanging on, as we know. Wait till, wait till, uh, yeah, wait till the, wait till the Cowboys get that one extra loss we're not expecting. Whether it's the Bills at home on Thanksgiving, oh, we'll be thrilled about that. We're all at home on Thanksgiving watching the, watching the, the Cowboys lose. Dallas, uh, Dallas, Dallas oh goes down on Turkey Day. Oh my God, the city, our city, will be in an uproar. Oh, They'll yeah. love it. I'm gonna be all in on my Bills bet that day. I'm gonna be fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be something. I'll, I'll be listening to Gargano the next day on Black Friday. I'll tell you right now, Is Bills he... and under. There's my there. There's my bet. Bills are getting. Bills are getting f- uh, five, six. In the over unders in the forties, Bills and under, Bills out, Bills Bills money line and under. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, right now. So then, 
well, you know it would be funny if the the cowgirls lose to uh, the Bills and then a few days later the Eagles lose to the Dolphins in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, you know that 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 Miami game is not going to be easy. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Well, they. I don't know. They just lost. Did you see that their running back is fucking suspended four games for substance abuse? Oh, really? Yeah, Walton. So they just traded away Drake. That left them with uh, this Mark Walton kid, and then I think they got that Kalen Ballage or Ballage. And, uh, yeah, Mark Walton, he's suspended four weeks for substance abuse. Oh, okay. So well, maybe we'll beat um, Or it should I be. think we'll beat them. It should be. I mean, I, they're not really going to have a run game. Uh, Fitzmagic, you know, I mean, I guess he could hurt the Eagles. You know, we don't really have a secondary. Jalen Mills has been exciting. I'll say that much. Listen, I th- the Eagles at this point are, uh, are they're, they're like Piscano for me from Casino. They could fuck up a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay? And until they, until, yeah. they, until they bring me a coffee with a couple of creams and, you know, don't spill it all over themselves or me, I, I, every, every game is going to be a struggle. There was a point yesterday where I thought we were actually going to let Trubisky beat us. I really did. <laughs> like somehow we were going to lose to one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Well, I mean, it wasn't that far fetched to think it to, yeah. to to imagine it happening. It wasn't. Uh, you know, I knew it was going to be a I I knew it was going to be a somewhat tight game, but I I you know I I figured we would get the cover and we did. Um, but you know, we should have run away with that game and instead we let the bears hang around and mount a comeback. I mean, hell, we were only ahead by five. I would have lost my, I would have lost my cover if it, if it ended at 1914, right? What was I laying five and a half in that one? No, I think it was, I think we had five. Oh, it was five. Oh, it was a push. Okay. Yeah. See that five point is a, it's a tricky one. Oh. Uh. <sighs> I'm thoroughly depressed now. <laughs> I know. What can we do? Just I'm just going to keep on picking winning games. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to stay positive this year. Keep, keep picking winners. Actually, yeah. Get to that 60%. I'm very interested in what your picks are this week because I'm just, I mean, I don't even need to give picks anymore. You're, I mean, you're a very hot streak. I know. I feel like we're killing half of our audience if half of them are going with your picks. Historically, yeah, you would want you would want my picks, but yeah, you you're in the zone. You're you're seeing the matrix. I am. Uh, it's all ones and zeros right now. Just fucking binary code. I'm seeing it. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see about this week. Our president, Donald J. Trump, he will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this Saturday. The LSU Alabama Crimson Tide game. What time is that game? It is three thirty PM Eastern. Why isn't that a night game? Damn it. I don't know. SEC, ESPN, CBS, who knows? I forget what game it is. How is LSU Alabama not the, the should be the game of the week? Yeah, I'm, I, well, what's the line? Uh, I think Bama by six and a half, seven, something like that. No shit. Okay. Yeah. They always just wow. they always just humiliate the Tigers. Yeah, the, I just thought that this season would be different with LSU, but okay. Their well, defense th- is tough. Will Saturday be the last time that my daughter is in the same building as the president? I hope so. I, I, I hope so. There's no need for her to be around him. How about any, or any female? How about any president? No, who knows? I don't know. What's Chloe going to do? Is she looking into a career in politics? So maybe she'll be around other politicians and presidents in the future. You know, I was in, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. suburb this weekend for hockey, for Hayden's Games. And yeah. it was so telling. I was right by Dulles Airport. It's probably about a half an hour west of D.C. Okay. And so I'm, I'm on a highway. I'm driving in there at night, and it's like there's a six-lane highway, and it has these super long 
walkway overpasses, like across the full length of the highway. And I'm looking at them like, oh, is there, there must be like a college here. Because typically when in college town, you'll see overpasses, you know, obviously a lot of foot traffic, you want to keep the students safe, this kind of thing. And then I go down another couple miles and there's another one and they're beautiful. They're like very, you can tell they're, they're, they're wide, they're well lit. Um, it's not like, it's not completely like insulated. It looks like a, it looks like a mesh, but it was just a, you can tell just brand new construction. It's just gorgeous. Right. And, yeah. and it's, and there's more and more of them and there's no colleges around here. And I just, and it hit me. I'm like, Oh, all of the crooks that rob us blind, take all our money in taxes. This is where they live. And everything was pristine, <laughs> pristine. You could, you couldn't believe this town. Ashburn, Virginia. It was fucking gorgeous. Everything was brand new, or being un or under construction. And it was just such Ashburn, a Virginia. Is that near like uh, Richmond? Where, no, where no. Ashburn. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's DC area. Yeah, it's it's 45 minutes probably from from downtown DC. Oh, got it. Okay. So That's all these Virginia. assholes that are that are you know sucking politicians' dicks and lobbying. And, you know, in their offices all day and think that whatever some representative says is important or thinks they give a fuck. This is where they all live because they're they're not going to live in some they're not going to live in D.C. So no. we're, this is where they live. <laughs> is it too late to become a lobbyist? So, I mean, you know, I, do we want our daughters to do that or would that be, you know? No, no I do not want my daughter in, in, in that life. No. Are you kidding me? I think we know what women have to go through in that, in that uh, I don't want to say industry, in, the, in that walk of life. It's not good. And men. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just trying to be. If yeah. you, if, yeah. if you say so. You're so woke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're so woke. I, I certainly don't want my daughter around Joe Biden either. <laughs> no. a, a little bit. He's a little handsy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he never stops. Why do Although, no, he... He what really is, doesn't. What is free. wrong with these people? Like, all I care about right now is retiring. It's all I, it's, it's all I want to do is just be somewhere and do nothing. And these guys are fucking like 77 or, you know, they're in their 70s. Trump is 70-something. They're Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren even. They're all in their 70s. Like, you, you've already stolen enough from everybody. You have tons of cash. Just sit on it. Just do not. Why? What is wrong with somebody that wants this job? I guess it's just really easy and they get paid and they're around all these probably young women in D.C. And they're running the show and people listen to them and kiss their ass. You know, I mean, I guess for a lot of reasons, the power, they like the power. I, I think that know. that's like yeah, an of course. It, it must be the most intoxicating thing, you know, move over heroin. Yeah. Here comes DC. Right. Yeah, it's it's probably tough to give up. I don't so, know. You know, it's not a tough life. Come on. They have the easiest fucking lives in the world. Well, I just think about like Joe Biden, right? So I, I think he you know, the story is he takes a train every day from like his house in Delaware. So number one, that sounds like just a fucking nightmare being on a train every day. I mean, it de it depends. The train's nice depending on what one you get on. If you're on like an Acela Express, you know those uh, Amtrak's they're they're nice. But they're you know, Joe Biden can afford the best of the best. I'm I'm but, assuming. But then again, isn't so? Isn't he? So he's got to be on that train like at four in the morning, right? Or he's you know he's up at three, you know when when he gets home at night. Are him and uh, you know him and Jill. When they finally settle in at night at 9 p.m., they have the glass of wine and the music on and they're reading books, like you know that glass of wine. Like that's... he's having a cup of warm milk at 8:30, <laughs> and I think he's fucking lights out at 8:50. I don't know. I think these guys have super long days too. I don't think it's. I, I don't listen. You just you just go up there and you say a bunch of bullshit, just platitudes and nonsense. I mean, it's not like anything you say has meaning. But the fact is, you have a long day of doing that. Like that's. That's a nightmare to me. If I just had to talk bullshit, you know, from eight in the morning to eight at night and give speeches and, 
pretend I care about people and shake hands and, you know, act like I give a fuck about anybody's situation. It seems tedious to me. I think you talk yourself into it because the money is so good. And again, like I said, I think they love that power and, you know, that notoriety and, you know, it's the ass kissing. They just must love it. They eat it up. And I think you could talk yourself into anything. I guess it keeps him young then. Yeah, I guess so. He doesn't look it though. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is honestly the dude's off his fucking rocker, but everybody that's like twenty years old loves him. So he must like like some like a vampire just feed off their energy. That's <laughs> I think that's insane. why they like him because he's off his rocker. I mean, he's just a, he's he's a flat he's basically a flat out communist. <laughs> no, no one cares. It's slightly controversial, right? They don't, they don't care. He's anti everything else that's going on here, and I guess that's why these youngsters love him. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire with like yeah. multiple houses. I don't know what he's ever done. I mean, I don't know if there's, you know, there's some Sanders somebody bill that we've heard of or some legislation that was passed. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he really is Larry David. <laughs> and, and that's just Larry David cash that he's buying all these homes ah, with. Maybe. That, possible. that would be much better. That's who I want. I want the guy that doesn't want to be president. That we like have to not like like force him to be president. That's who I want to be president. Like a Larry David? Yeah, well, I mean I don't, I don't know about Larry David, but I'm thinking like <laughs> uh I would love it if Larry David were president. Are you kidding me? I mean actually yeah, fucking amazing. Hey, why not? Like, who gives a shit? It's you know, it's all just a waste of time anyway. But uh, you know, who's who's who is the smartest person in the United States? Let's force them to be to become the president. Who is that? The s smartest person in the U.S. Um, I don't know. I've heard some really good TED talks. I can't remember the fucking names of the people. There's a lot of really smart people out there. I don't know if you could say anyone's the smartest. There's a ton of very smart people. The problem is they're not always good people people. And I think you need to have a good people person in the White House also. Yeah. Well, we got to know how to have relationships with these fucking foreign officials. Wow. It's part of our problem. It's like we can never get everything all in one. We can get a good people person, but they make poor decisions. Or we get a guy that makes pretty decent decisions, but he's fucking shitty at dealing with people. And he's an asshole. Uh, we it's, we should just instead of jury duty, we have to make we make certain people be in Congress, or the president and senators. That's my new law. That's okay. my new decision. I just I just fixed I the country. Know. I don't know. I think I feel like we need to flesh this one out a little bit more before saving you just fixed the country. I did. I don't know that we have time for it tonight. Is it working right now, the people that are in charge? Is it working? Congressmen and senators right now. How are they doing? Oh. I don't know, they fucking suck. And they have, you know, there's these these motherfuckers are are senators for forever. Once they win the first time, they, they never lose again. And then they're there until like they're 80. Senator, could you at least acknowledge that we were in the same, we were in the same room? Could you at least <laughs> Will you give, me that? give me that much? <laughs> as soon as you said Senator, that's like the first line that popped into my mind. <laughs> Casino. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, listen, I can't talk any more politics tonight. Are you kidding me? That's it. Well, we've, we've, we've said it all today for the Eagles, our five and four Eagles. God bless them. Yeah. Who, who says this is just a shitty football podcast? We just talk politics for 10 minutes. Yeah. How do you 15 like minutes, I think. <laughs> um, okay. So, look, plan is to be back Thursday night. We will air on yellowjacketnetwork.com. I'm sorry, yellowjacketmedia.com on friday morning at 7 a.m and uh of course you can pick us up wherever you listen to podcasts also but thursday night we're gonna do the next sopranos episode jeff what's the name of that episode can you, can you, do you remember it off the top of your head no 
Oh, God damn it. It's the one after bust out. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Good one. It's the one after bust out. Um, yeah, so so uh, watch that episode. We will be reviewing that. One of these days we'll get around to El Camino. We're way behind schedule on that one. Mm. It's no longer a new thing. We Not still have to finish up some Scorsese, I think, too. We? we do have some Scorsese, but we got to stay on track with Sopranos. At yeah. least we got to get through season two here. And then, yeah, if we want to uh, pop a Scorsese in there, I'm all for it. We have very, uh, very exciting Scorsese news for Friday's episode. We sure do. We sure do. And, and I, yes. Yeah. And we'll have a quick turnaround there, right? Next Monday, mm -hmm. we will be able to report back. But yeah, exciting news coming up this week. So stay tuned. Um, all right, listen, follow Yellow Jacket Media. Uh, follow us, certainly, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wh wherever you find us. I'm done for tonight. <laughs> Jeff, please tell me how you feel about politicians and then sign us off. Fuck them. Fuck them. Jump, 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 jump.